Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1374, Stocks, part 19, How to Think About Money, part two, by J.L. Collins of jlcollinsnh.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is the show where I narrate posts from a wide variety of personal finance blogs. We cover so much on this show, from saving to investing to debt reduction and more. Today, we're going to be hearing from one of my all-time favorite authors. J.L. Collins single-handedly got me comfortable with investing through his book, The Simple Path to Wealth, and it's a huge honor for me to share his content with you. And yes, I am totally fangirling right now. Today's post is actually a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Stocks, part 19, How to Think About Money, part two, by J.L. Collins of jlcollinsnh.com. Level three, how to think about your investments. Warren Buffett is rather famously quoted as saying, Rule number one, never lose money. Rule number two, never forget rule number one. Unfortunately, too many people take this at face value and then leap to the conclusion that Mr. Buffett has found a magical way to dance in and out of the market, avoiding the drops. Not true. In an interview linked in this post, you can listen to exactly what he says about this. You can't successfully dance in and out of the market. My favorite line appears at around the 1 minute 34 second mark. Quote, the Dow started the last century at 66 and ended at 11,400. How could you lose money during a period like that? A lot of people did because they tried to dance in and out, end quote. The truth is during the crash of 2008-2009, Buffett lost about $25 billion, cutting his fortune from 62 billion to 37 billion. That leftover 37 billion being the reason I was wandering around at the time, irritating my friends by saying, gee, I only wish I could have lost 25 billion. What Buffett didn't do is panic and sell. In fact, he continued to invest as the sharp decline offered new opportunities. As the market recovered, as it always does, so did his fortune. So did the fortunes of all who stayed the course. Now, there are likely many reasons Mr. Buffett didn't panic as that $25 billion and all the potential it represented slipped away. Having $37 billion left surely helped, but another key is probably how he thinks about the money in his investments. Also rather famously, Mr. Buffett talks in terms of owning the businesses in which he invests, sometimes in part as shares and sometimes in their entirety. When the share price of one of his businesses drops, what he knows on a deep emotional level is that he still owns precisely the same amount of that company. As long as the company is sound, 
the fluctuations in its stock price are fairly inconsequential. They will rise and fall in the short term, but good companies earn money along the way, and in doing so, their value rises relentlessly over time. We can learn to think in this same way. Again, let's use VTSAX in exploring this idea. Suppose yesterday you said, huh, this idea of owning VTSAX makes sense to me. I'm going to get me some. And having said that, you sent Vanguard a check for $10,000. At yesterday's close, the price of VTSAX was $41.16. Your 10K bought you 242.9543244 shares. If a week from now, VTSAX shares are trading at $43, you might say, hmm, my 10K is now 10,447. Yippee, that J.L. Collins sure is smart. If a week from now, the shares are trading at $40, you might say, my 10K is now only 9,718. That J.L. Collins is a bum. That's the typical way average investors look at their holdings as little slips of paper, or more accurately in this day and age, little bits of data that go up or down in value. If that's all they are, drops in the price other people will pay you for them on any given day can be very, very scary. But there's another better, more accurate, and more profitable way. Take a few moments to understand what you really own. At $43 per share, or at $40, you still own the same, 242.9543244 shares of VTSAX. That in turn means you own a piece of virtually every publicly traded company in the US, 3,317 last time I checked. Once you truly understand this, you'll begin to realize that in owning VTSAX, you are tying your financial future to that of virtually every publicly traded company based in the most powerful, wealthiest, and most influential country on the planet. Companies filled with hardworking people focused every day on prospering in the changing world around them and dealing with all the uncertainties it can create. Some will fail, losing 100% of their value. Actually, they don't even have to fail and lose all of their value to fall off the index. Just dropping below a certain size or what's called market cap will be enough. Those will fall away and be replaced by other newer and more vital firms. Some will succeed in a spectacular fashion, growing 200, 300, 1,000, 10,000% or more. There is no upside limit. As some stars fade, new ones are always on the rise. This is what makes the index and by extension, VTSAX, self-cleansing. If I were to seek absolute security, a very different thing than the smooth ride most mistake for safety. I'd hold 100% in VTSAX and spend only the 2% dividend it throws out. Or maybe a variation like the last portfolio option I described in part six. Nothing is sure, but I can't think of a surer bet than this. In closing, we live in a complex world and the most useful and powerful tool for navigating it is money. It is essential to learn to use it, and that starts with learning how to think about it. It's never too late. Oh, and somebody please send Mr. Tyson a link to this site. It's not too late for him either. You just listened to part two of the post titled Stocks, part 19, How to Think About Money by J.L. Collins of jlcollinsnh.com.
If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. And I hope you enjoyed finishing up this post with JL Collins as much as I did. I'm reminded here how often people will say that they lost XYZ amount of money in the fluctuating stock market. They are watching volatility and interpreting it to mean that they are winning or losing based on what the market is doing. But I think it's important to remember here that if the market is down, you haven't lost any money unless you sell those investments. Let's say that louder for the people in the back. You only lose money if you sell. So what's the solution here? Buy and hold, my friends, buy and hold. You still own the same amount of shares as JL so beautifully demonstrated in this post. So when the market inevitably rises again, you'll be there for the ride. And in a similar fashion, let's say that your portfolio is down from an all-time high that you had at some point in your accumulation phase at the time that you plan to tap into it. Rather than looking at how much you're down from a peak, Look at how much you're up over the lifetime of your investments. Where would you be if you never invested that money and just held it in a savings account? Most likely, you'd be far worse off. And that's another episode and weekend of Optimal Finance Daily in the Books. Thank you for your support and for listening every day. I'll be back with more posts for you on Monday. So have a great rest of your weekend and I'll catch you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.